Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Okay, here I am again, Dominic Romaldi, Pastor Dominic Romaldi. You're listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and we bring it to the streets. I usually include my email address, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Give me a shout out uh, if you want to. I'm here. Any questions, concerns? Let me know a favorite topic. Uh, maybe we can cover it. So I got my buddy Ben back. Ben, what's going on, buddy? It's a good day. It's a good day to be talking to you, Dom. How's the children doing? Well, they're sleeping right now. So yeah, you wanna, we want to do this before <laughs> they start screaming, right? Sure. Is Joel, uh, Joel's around? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Good, good. Yeah. Um, now, if you remember, uh, we spoke about, remember, Ben, last week, we spoke about how God providentially worked in your life. He used Black Canyon City and he used this crazy preacher like me and and um and how god kind of you was basically you were a prodigal right i mean can i it's fair to say that you were a prodigal that's more than fair and a lot has happened and i i let me say this i adjure the uh the the listeners here to listen to part one uh so you will definitely get what we're going to talk about today because i want to talk about now what god is actually doing in ben's life so but i want you to listen to part one first before listening to this or vice versa it doesn't matter but you need to know uh the backstory of how ben got to where he's at right now now i want to deal with where you are today we dealt with where you were before we dealt with how god called you back to himself like a modern day prodigal if if i may so now not only are you a husband a father you're in seminary you're studying to be a pastor you got two brand new children you got a lot of moving parts in your life right now mm -hmm. right ben yeah we can make this reflect on everybody because listen whether a guy's working uh eight hours ten hours a day has small children Here's the question. What is God's purpose for men as husbands and fathers? And what are the challenges in fulfilling this God-given purpose? And I think this you can make this a universal uh, analogy, no, Ben? Absolutely. Well, uh, the scripture certainly does. The Apostle Paul, and lest we forget, just as a side note, lest we forget that, uh, you know, Paul, Paul was just a man. He was also an author under the... Uh, inspiration of the spirit of holy scripture and he was a tent maker, right ben? <laughs> yeah he was he was a tent maker just an ordinary guy um but the lord uh, certainly gave him a special authority to write these words that we find uh in particular in ephesians as pertains to husbands uh paul certainly made it a universal charge so amen so the 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 question being what is the purpose for husbands and fathers as Christians. And the answer comes from Ephesians chapter 5, which maybe you're familiar, maybe you're not. But Paul says this, after he talks about how Christians are to walk together as wise 
because the days are evil, uh, addressing one another in a way that is holy and looking to Jesus. He says, wives, submit to your own husbands. It goes on that for a couple of verses. And then he addresses the husbands. Husbands, love your wives, Ephesians 5, verse 25, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she may be holy and without blemish. So what, what, you know, what does that mean? The husband, above everything else, uh, ultimately the word I think best describes the purpose of the husband in marriage as a Christian is representation. Amen. Amen. I, I pick that word because Scripture talks about the husband as the head of the wife, uh, how they're to love their wife as they love their own body. And not as being their boss and stuff like that, right, Ben? That's not what Scripture's saying. I mean, right? Am I, am I right Absolutely. about that? Absolutely. Well, you think about we just had an election, and in a, in a perfect world, uh, those who represent us in the government are not our boss, but we have Amen. We elect them to be uh, governing heads over us. Now, uh, the idea of headship is less about rule, uh, less about decision-making, like, okay, this I'm putting my foot down, woman, and this is my decision, that's final. It's, that, 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 that's not what it's really about. At the end of the day, we do have to come to some conclusion about uh, where, uh, where, the, where, where the headship in marriage lies, but here in Ephesians, Paul talks about how husbands should love their wives as Christ. And how does Christ love his church? He loves her by giving himself up so that he might sanctify her and present the church in splendor. Amen. Just as an interpretation, just, just for a minute here. Husbands are, in this life, working towards presenting their wives and their children, as he talks about in chapter 6, presenting their wives before God, not to say, well, Lord, you gave me this wife, and, uh, I, you know, thanks. It, it, it was good, you know, we had sex, and she made dinner. She was an okay cook, that sort of thing. Um, there's, a, there's a real duty of the husband to be, what, sanctifying her? Right. By the washing of the water in the word. And that means, that means building up your wife in prayer and in the word day by day. This is a great point. So in other words, let's look at this. So this marriage isn't like a, a mundane thing. Come home, go to eat, go to work. This marriage is actually some, your position as a husband, my position as a husband is to shape our families into the people of God, right? I mean, to bring them into their sovereign purpose. And so that puts a lot of skin in the game, man. It doesn't, I come home for dinner, I do this. So am I correct in that assessment? Absolutely. And there are practical ways that we, that we have to do that. Uh, the, Lord has, the Lord has blessed us as men, as husbands, yes. to be sanctifying our wives. And then we're not perfect at this, obviously. So let me let me ask this, um, if I may. 
Now, do you have a lot of moving parts in your life? You're in seminary. You preach every once in a while. In fact, you got uh, uh, three preaching sessions coming up in, in, in a few weeks. You got uh, uh, two babies. You got a wife. Um, you got to study. So here's my question, because I think this is a this is important because I think you can get so busy, right? You can neglect things. And obviously we know that. So let me ask you a question. And then this could apply to anybody that's working an eight to 10 hour job, has a couple of small children, even teenage children, even no children. Mm-hmm. We have to find time to spend time with our wife in prayer and study. Am I right? Do you, how do you navigate that with mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts in your life? Yeah. Well, that's that's the question, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the question. That's, that's, that's not the, enough hours, hours in the day, right, Ben? Well, the, the good thing is, is that the answer is, is pretty simple. There are two ways that we build up our families, our, our wives especially, because the marriage began with the husband and wife being joined. And it continues after the children leave the house. Amen. You know, the children are members of the family, Amen. but the unit fundamentally is the husband and the wife. Yes. So that's we we, we can't just put off uh, this this whole sanctification project uh, until our children leave the house, because then we won't have the habit built up. So the question: How do we do this? Two ways: We do it publicly and privately, and we do those through prayer and through reading and studying the word together. And I'll just explain briefly how, how you do that. When God created the world, he didn't just create the world and then set men spinning about his work. The first thing he does when he finishes his work of creation, after the crown of creation, man in his image is made, God rests. And he has set that as an ordinance for all time. It's, this is key. Some people feel like they can skip out on Sunday. And it's not like, well, got to go to church. It's what God tells me to do. This is your soul. Amen. And if you think Amen. about your soul like you think about your body, eventually, if you starve your soul, it's just going to wither away. You're not going to lose your salvation. But don't use that as a pretense to deprive yourself and your wife, whom God has given you, of the spiritual food that you need to be in active union with Christ. So at church, the fundamental, the pillar, the mark of the church that we've been given especially is the preaching of the word. Amen. We have this because God calls his church. They don't exist unless he calls them together. And even, even the sacraments, that's another mark, that, that's the other mark of the church, the preaching of the word, the right administration of the sacraments. But the sacraments are done in accordance with the word. And we pray according to the word. So everything has to be scripture focused. We've got to be Bible people when we're talking to our wives and when we go to church. And how can, how can you expect? Let me just ask you this. How can you expect to be a man of the Bible if you're not attending to the command of God to be in the fellowship of the saints? Yes, Sunday by Sunday, please. and then week by week. You know, that's a great point. You know, um, I, I was thinking as you were, you were speaking, 
a couple of things um, where today, especially with COVID and stuff going on, and that's a, that's a story for another, well, that can never be a story for another day now. Sure. Right? But, but a, a lot of times people want to stay back for certain reasons. I mean, obviously people got pre-existing conditions. We, we do that, but we don't want to use these things for excuses either. We want to see people in church if they're able to, if they're physically able. Um, I know that there's some discrepancies about that, but that's not my point. My point is something else that you said about that we can be, let me use it this way if I can, we can be miserable Christians mm. because if we're not in the things of God and we are truly saved, you know, uh, I think Luther said something, it's what dog you feed. I mean, if you're going to feed the flesh, you're going to, even as a Christian, you're going to be, what kind of witness can you be? Can you, can you expound on that, please? Because I think that's important. Especially mm -hmm. for people who are saying, you know, I'm tired on Sunday, worked all week, I love the Lord, but he'll understand. Maybe you can just, you know, uh, expound on that a second or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, when my son was born a couple months ago, uh, he had to be on oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. And when uh, when he finally got out of the hospital, we're toting this bag around with, with oxygen tanks in it and... Uh, it's, it, it's just inconvenient. It's cumbersome. And he's crying. And then our two-year-old girl, she's a toddler, right? So she's, she's always running around and getting into something. Uh, and <laughs> even, between, even between two of us, it's a handful. Uh, and then let, I, I, I could go on and on about how, how, how much work I have to do. But, but, the, but the reality is, is if you spent the entire day working out in the fields, or working building a building or working on the working on the highway or something like that and you came home and your wife said i've laid out this meal for you and it's delicious let me mm. tell you this this is going to satisfy steak and potatoes let me tell you and, I, and i've got a nice cold beer for you too if you're into that sort of thing and then you say i'm just too tired i'm just too tired i, I gotta go to bed you know what's going to happen to you in the morning is you're going to, you're, you're going to be no better for it. Amen. And even if, even if you skip out on that meal and the next day you're all right, you know, maybe, you know, you make it maybe even through lunch by the next dinner, you're going to be famished. And are you going to say, I'm exhausted? Let me tell you, I, I'm I'm exhausted most of most of the time. <laughs> I you're too you young, know, Ben. Come on, you're too young to be exhausted, man. I wish it's just you know <laughs> it, like a, a, a baby keeps you up, and uh, you know there are people out there that have ten kids, and they're like, oh yeah, look at this kid talking. But um, the reality is, is we all we all we all run out. We all run out of energy at some point, and our spirits, our spirits get tired. We need refreshment. We have, we could only get it from the word of God. You try to get somewhere else, I guarantee you, you're not going to be refreshed. Yeah. Um, so here's a, I think here's a challenging question for you. Uh, well, I mean, challenging that I think you'll be able to expound on it and challenging for all of us to listen to. What is at stake if men do not lead their families by this spiritual uh, meditation? In other words, if they if there's no Bible study, if, you know, I've, I found this, Ben, as a pastor, I, I and I want to say this and I I don't say it in, in 
I find out a lot of times <clears throat> that I find in the families, Ben, and you probably will when God calls you to the pastor and eventually seals that up, that you'll find a lot that people do a lot of their studies separate, husband and wife. It's not that they don't study. Um, believe me, I, I, they do. But when you come to ask them about, do you study with your wife? Do you pray with your wife? There seems to be something lacking there. And I, I don't know if you've heard that. And, and I think you, as when God does call you, I mean, actually places you somewhere, I think you'll find that. And that's, I, I, I want you to tell us why it's needed that we need to study with our wives and pray with our wives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that, Ben, but you know, oh, it's, it, it's a problem that I've had. So, wow. Praise the Lord. In, 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 in marriage, you're called to, to be together. And it's, it's just as simple as, as this principle of being one flesh. Uh, the Lord calls us in union with one another, not so that we can go and have our own spiritual development independent of one another, but to grow together. What's the image that Christ uses in John chapter 15? He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and you bear much fruit. A vine can't grow apart from, a, a branch can't grow apart from the vine. Amen. And what we do in marriage is we're yoking ourselves to another person in a way that is profoundly spiritual, that is ultimately spiritual. It's going to have an impact throughout eternity. And when you grow spiritually separate of one another, what you're doing is you're creating a spiritual rift. Even if you're both growing, you're growing separately. Um, Great point. I I just want to encourage everyone who's listening, carve out time, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever suits your schedule. But even if you have to push yourself to get up just, just a little early, or if it's better for you, stay up just a little later. Carve out five, ten minutes, and don't expect yourself to jump in on an hour first right out the gate, but just start small and then see the Lord work and grow in you the desire to spend more time with him together with your wife. Yeah, I think, and for some reason, I I don't know... Again, I, 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 I this don't, it, it's kind of daunting for me when I hear that. And now, I'm, I, like I said, Ben, I, the people in the congregation, they study, they study apart. And, and I think that even if you start there, like just come together with your wife and pray. What we try to, what I do try to do, uh, what I try to do with Rachel is when I come home, she, you know, my wife is either when she's not at the church, she's home uh, baking and stuff like that or cooking. I mean, she's Italian. I mean, that's what she does, you know, uh, and and I'll come home and what I'll try to do is just stop for five minutes, mm-hmm. sit her down and we'll just talk how our day went. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we need to pray about something. Maybe we to do this. And at least once or twice a week, we try to have a Bible study together you know, uh, doing that, because I think it's important that we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ together, mm-hmm. not separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as the head of the household, Ben, we need to, especially as, you know, obviously, so Ben, isn't our first pastorate at home? It is. It is. And the scriptures say, you know, if, 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 if a man can't manage his own household, how is he going to manage the household of God? You know, Ben, I was thinking um, as we 
think about your life and how God used, uh, we know about Black Canyon City. That's why I asked you guys to listen to the first broadcast. And now here you are um, in seminary, husband, father of two, a lot of moving parts, like I said. Think about the blessings that God has accrued to you Mm. over these years. Think about where you came from. Think about how God used that and what he has done in your life. I mean, even if you just want to give the Lord some praise, right? Right, mm-hmm. Ben? Your appreciation to the Lord. Let's let's give the Lord some praise. Absolutely. I, when I think about the ways that the Lord has persisted in pursuing me and pursuing my wife and the ways that I see little bits of growth in my children, uh, when my daughter reaches across the table when it's time to eat, to take my hand, she's, she know she knows it's time to pray. And it's just, you know, there's, there, there's no robust understanding of what's going on, but there's, there's a childlike faith there. And, you know, he actually does that. How huh, Ben, when you guys get ready to pray? Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> what a and blessing. It, 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 it delights me. And the, the touchstone for me throughout my entire life has been a hunger for God to be united to Christ. Amen. I, we have to depend on him, and I do depend on him because he satisfies always. He always gives us precisely what we need for a trial. And we wouldn't have chosen that trial had it been any other way. We wouldn't have walked through it willingly. He gives it to us so that we can grow in faith. And, and that's, that's been the theme of my life. Ben, we have about, could you believe only like four minutes left? I mean, it's great. It goes fast, right? I, I, I need you to answer this succinctly. I know it might be tough. And then I want to ask you another question before we, before mm-hmm. we uh, sign off. But what does it mean that husbands and fathers – sanctify their wives and children. I know that's a, that we could probably spend an hour on that. Right, Ben. But, but give me, give me the quick two minute or minute. What does it mean to sanctify your, your, your wife and your child? Mm. Yeah. It's a good question, right? It's, 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 it's an amazing question. And uh, we need not be scared of big words like sanctification. Exactly. That, that just means bringing your family to the throne of God in the Bible, taking them to the Bible day by day, taking that initiative. We need to have spines as men, and we need to take our family to the Bible, even when we don't feel like it's doing anything. God is greater than our feelings, Paul says in the book of Romans. Take them to the Bible. The Word will wash them. Amen. So, Here's a question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, even though we kind of spoke about this before. Um, so what about somewhere in the future? Maybe you'd like to come on and do a couple of shows and you are in seminary and maybe we can do some street talk, theology talk and try to um, I can you can't see Ben, but his eyes are lighting up. You know, he likes this. But but what do you think, Ben? Would you come back and and, and join uh Join us and maybe do uh, together. We can just 
kind of cut the scripture straight? Would would that be uh, would that be okay for you? Just what you need more stuff on your plate, right, Ben? Well, I I love an opportunity to to talk about the things of God. Uh, yeah, praise the Lord. So um, please, yeah, Ben. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Thank the audience and thank them and give them a blessing if you may. For sure. Well, I I, I would just say uh, if 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 you've got anything you want to just uh, say. Uh, you can feel free to reach out to me, Benjamin S. Campbell at Outlook.com. That's Benjamin Initial S at Outlook.com. Uh, I really am grateful that you're here listening to Don's program. He's a good friend and a uh, great mentor. But I'll leave you with the doxology of Jude uh, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and is able to present you before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, in Jesus Christ, be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. What a way to end, Ben. Love you, brother. Good to have you. you Dominic Grimaldi, Street Talk Theology. We love you guys. We'll see you, Lord willing, next week. He's a good God, Ben. And uh, may God bless and keep you and your family, Ben. And may God bless and keep all of you listening. Um, We are thankful for you. And God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.